Hey everyone, and welcome back to another edition of our Best of Top Trader series. This week I went back to a conversation where Catherine Kaminsky and I sat down with Nicole Kalajan, the founder of Quest Partners, in which he shared a lot of his personal experience, including a few life lessons, and his take on many key areas in trading. There were a few short segments that I thought you might really like, one of which was Nicole's take on the problem with Smart Beta. The other, his explanation of his statement of filtering, is that the holy grail? So without further ado, let's jump right into today's topic. And if you want to listen to the full episode, just go to toptradersonplug.com forward slash 101 and also toptradersonplug.com forward slash 102. slightly different different tact you you say you bring up the word smart beta yeah and of course in our industry and in particular in the trend following space mm-hmm. it's been uh, over the years it's been um, well certain firms mm-hmm. promotes trend following as being a very easy risk premium to to replicate and so they sell their products very cheaply sure. yet I have not really seen uh-huh that these products have outperformed the true you know veterans in in that particular strategy so, but so when you so i'm just curious here so when you say but but the, the smart beta products some of them have raised billions of dollars you know interesting because people look at the fees and say oh yeah it's easy so we shouldn't pay so much for it but so when you say you should short smart beta and do everything around it i mean how how what what should you then do if because I'm I'm curious whether in fact that smart if smart beta and I'm I'm referring it to trend following because it's easy for me to understand right I mean is smart beta overrated in some in some ways that it's maybe not as effective in, as ca- to capture that risk premium in in some ways it's very effective when nobody has money in it right okay <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the issue with smart beta is that with transparency comes a certain amount of decay. So although you have multiple firms, you know, each firm is managing three, four, five billion in smart beta type of products or AQR is managing, I don't yeah. know, 15, 20 billion. Yeah. Those return, the returns were great just prior to them raising the money. And typically, so take a, a, an AQR uh, replicator. Let's say you to use 12 months momentum, six months momentum, three months momentum in combination. You end up with like 80, 85% correlation. But then you see that relative to that basic replicator, once they actually raised the assets, then they had substantial decay in performance relative to the, their own replicator. Right. So there's, um, what I'm trying to say is that there's, there's uh, although the, it seems that individual CTAs are trading one, two, three, four, five percent of volume or 10% of volume VWAP and very gentle and making, making markets, still markets are heavily influenced by, this, uh, by CTA trading. And at the points where liquidity is required, there's not that much liquidity. I mean, CTAs are a very big percentage of volume in the market. It's more easy. It's easier to see that trading short term. You say, like, how are my my assets influencing my slippage or that type of thing? And seeing what type of influence you have, we're trading one or two percent of volume, three percent of volume, but I think we still have impact. And analyzing the impact on short term, then going and applying the same techniques of analysis to longer term, you say the same exact thing is happening to long-term trading where you're running, you know, hundreds of billions. Yeah. So going back to smart beta, smart beta is great 
when nobody has money in it, the more assets come in, the more those specific entry points are going to be effectively, um, that those entry points or those techniques are going to become counter, counterproductive. So trend following works. I can give you that as a general statement, as a technique, because it captures something that individuals or investors don't want to do, which is right. trade, you know. Uh, they buy, want to, buy the high and sell the low, which is intuitively feels weird. Correct. Yeah. So the natural thing, human beings, whether you're in kindergarten, whether you're in high school, whether uh, you go to business school, everybody teaches you buy, buy low, sell high. Nobody wants to do the opposite. So that uh, psychological, those psychological biases are why trend following, which is a technique, which is, I would say, cyclical in return. It's definitely not a straight line. Sometimes works and sometimes does it. But when people believe in it, it stops working because the assets influence it. And I'm going to say this is a very, very big factor that uh, you cannot look at smart beta outside of this factor. And it's not that investors are coming in because there was a run in return. I don't believe it's purely a timing issue, like coming in in 2009. I believe that the assets coming into a strategy are actually having a major impact. That's my opinion based on what we see in the short term space. And again, uh, applying the same things to long term. And just staying with that a little bit, because now you're sort of talking a little bit about industry capacity and so on and so forth. But w w what about the short-term space in itself? I mean, where where do you think that some of the techniques that you use, you you say one or two percent of volume, but even that you can see the footprint. I mean, where where is enough enough in 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 your space, so to speak, not to end up in the same place as all the ones who've sold smart beta but are not yeah. delivering for their clients so the death of channel breakout uh channel breakout is you know 50, you know buy let's say the turtle system uh, buy a 50 day high sell a 50 day yeah. type of thing uh, with a shorter term stop loss came when the model went public late 90s early 2000 those models had straight line equity curves and flatlined in the in the 2000s then uh, longer term techniques such as, you know, typically used with moving averages, exponential moving averages, uh, flatlined later in 2009, right? So in the short term space, let's say things more similar to vol breakout, flatlined um, definitely since 2009 when the vol has been low, but they were with filtering. So not that, let's say the smart beta in short term was that long, long time ago. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, but using certain uh, types of filtering, you could still survive and make alpha. Then it became extremely, the more the vault compressed, the more difficult it became. So I would say short term, smart beta is dead, long dead. And as a matter of fact, you can trade against it, which is what uh, all those uh, mean reversion models that you see today uh, are. Right. We talked a little bit about filtering. Could you maybe clarify a little bit more how you think about that and what you mean by filtering? And, so filtering and is like uh, the holy grail, uh, if you want. I mean, basically, the alpha comes from filtering. So filtering uh, 15 years ago, uh, trade momentum or uh, trend following only when the vol is compressed. That's one way. That's the way it was. Uh, then maybe five, 10 years ago, it was trade, mo uh, trade momentum in the direction of the negative skew. Uh, and then option the skew in option pricing tells you that effectively, if a market starts to go down, there's going to be a trend. There's going to be a very strong drift. If the S&P starts to go down today, the market is expecting that it's going to lose 20% a year. That type of thing. So, can, so that's another way of filtering. So the market is telling you that if we go down, we're going to go down a lot. So, okay, we'll go along with you. No questions. So do you think that there's more, you need to spend more time really thinking about that? 
to in today's markets as opposed to a few years ago? Is that sort of the the secret sauce? I guess uh, one might uh, say. You know, there's uh, there's more clarity gained around the way not the way the markets are, but the way people trade. <laughs> I don't believe that the markets are a certain way that if you're long the S&P, you make 7% a year. And if you're long-term, you know, CTAs, you make 10% a year. It depends what people are thinking and the way people are trading. And the way to, on, on the run, evaluate the level of conviction and risk people are taking. Where, where is the surprise potential? So vol compression was 15, 20 years ago. Uh, convexity was 5, 10 years ago. Today, a lot of what we do is around crowding. Effectively, Trade against whatever feels good, do the opposite. <laughs> and you can do this uh, looking at the relationship between the returns of different sectors within momentum. You can look at the, uh, you know, certain markets within a sector and assume that things are going to mean revert. So if it's uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Correct. I guess. If it's uncomfortable or, you know, uh, the way we're programmed to think, how, how does the way we are comfortable thinking lose money? That's why we, we bet on that. So today you can hire people out of undergrad who can run optimizations that quadruple PhDs couldn't do 20 years ago. But the techniques available for optimization are like, you know, pretty much free. As a result, the way people are chasing returns and therefore reinforcing short-term bubbles and then breaking them down, how do the markets depattern themselves is really critical, is changed. Uh, and uh, our job is to basically find ways to provide this convexity uh, with positive alpha at the same time by relying on what people are comfortable doing and trading against it in all time frames. It's available. You can hire 10 quants and they all tell you the same thing and you do exactly the opposite. And there you have it. If you enjoyed this short insightful clip from a past episode of the show, then you will love the new free book that I'm giving away right now. It's called The Many Flavors of Trend Following and includes some of my best insights on this perhaps the most dependable and consistent yet often overlooked investment strategy. You can get a free copy at toptradersonplug.com forward slash book right now to start your own investment journey today. Just go to toptradersonplug.com forward slash book. And make sure to come back to the podcast or my YouTube channel next week for more exciting and engaging conversations.